What's up, Dad Fuckers? It's your mother's favorite podcast. This is Brad is a Bad Person. Uh, this is part two of our episode on cryptozoology. We are following on from last week, and now we will be talking about the Yeti. The Yeti is said to be about six foot tall with reddish brown hair, uh, though in popular culture, the Yeti is sometimes depicted as being much taller with white hair to match the snowy landscape. So in the Himalayas, they usually think the uh, ready, uh, the, the Yeti has uh, reddish brown hair, not white hair. And for for a while, Sir Edmund Hillary was a believer in the existence of the Yeti. He saw some footprints while he was scaling Mount Everest, and he couldn't explain them any other way. So he funded some uh, expeditions to find proof of the Yeti. But anytime uh, anyone's done tests on uh, Yeti fur or bones, whether it be Edmund Hillary or anybody else, whenever there's been tests, it's come back to be from uh, a human or a bear or a goat or some other creature. So, um, yeah, very inconclusive, but a lot of, again, like the Bigfoot, a lot of anecdotal evidence, a lot of uh, people citing this animal, but anytime there have been scientific tests, it's been another creature. Well, in, in saying that the Yeti is very similar to the Bigfoot, um, I mean, the names are used interchangeably sometimes, but something you said about Bigfoot morgues is that there are laws in place uh, surrounding Bigfoot, stopping it from being shot. The US government also has laws set in place about the Yeti. Yes. Um, obviously, even though even though the Yeti is not native to North America, um, they do have laws for any US expeditions to find the Yeti, uh, which, of course, uh, get a permit from the Nepalese government. Mm-hmm. Let the Nepalese government approve any reports before you go public to the news. And I like this one. Don't hurt the Yeti. Unless it's attacking you. Unless it's in self-defense, obviously, because the Yeti needs to be protected. I don't think any of these will ever be required to be used because it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's funny because I brought up that uh, <laughs> that law, the United States law about not killing uh the Bigfoot, and I was hoping, uh, <laughs> just to annoy Brad, but I was hoping Brad would uh, <laughs> give me the obvious reason that the law exists. So, Brad, why do you think a law exists that you can't kill Bigfoot? Uh, Put your thinking hat on. there's a lot of a lot of stupid people who believe that Bigfoot exists. That doesn't make sense. If Bigfoot doesn't exist, they're not going to find him. So why do they need a law about not killing it? I don't fucking know. Well, Come on, Brad. Can you put your thinking hat on and have a think, Bradley? Not interesting. <laughs> what do you think, Lachlan? Yeah. It's very obviously because uh, a lot of Bigfoot hoaxes are carried out by people wearing suits, and the government doesn't want humans being <laughs> shot while they're while they're pretending to be Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Repeal the law. I want them shot. It'd be so much. Well, funny. Brad, you, oh you say that, but I uh, I mentioned this before. Like, what if Robin Williams was just walking around camping, gets up out of his tent in the morning, hasn't put on his undies yet? <laughs> I mean, this would have to be something in the past, obviously, R.O.P. in peace. And he's walking around, you're just like, holy shit, that's Bigfoot, and you shoot him. He was a very hairy dude. Yes, for those who are blind or don't know, Robin Williams was extremely hairy. That's why he looks like Bigfoot. Not Bigfoot hairy. Infamously hairy. One of his forearms had more hair on it than I have on my entire body, I think. (laughs) Mm, Except for your genitals, they're quite hairy, I've seen them. Speaking of Wolverines, uh... I th- <laughs> <laughs> I I think the Yeti exists. I do as well. Uh, just like just like just like no. Bigfoot, I think the Yeti is real. Again, I'm not saying 
I, I'm not saying that it is exactly what it has been described as, but I think there is something out there that people are seeing that they're identifying as the Yeti. Morgz, you mentioned uh, a study or studies where it comes back as being either a human or a bear or something. Uh, 2014 study done by Oxford asked people to send in hair samples of what they thought was the Yeti. And uh, one of them came back for as a 100% DNA match um, for basically an extinct polar bear type yes. creature um, that it, it lived 40,000 years ago. Now, that sort of ties into what I was saying earlier about cryptids being creatures that are thought to be extinct but still have sightings reported. It's very possible that this polar bear is still kicking around in the mountains somewhere. Uh, having survived, we just don't see it very much and the sightings that are reported get identified as a yeti. Right, I would I would believe that. And I, I think um yeah, this this the the Yeti being in the Himalayas means that it lends more credence to the idea that a uh, the early Homo sapiens were um, driving to extinction another hominid, and they had to; those other hominids had to escape to somewhere where the Homo sapiens wouldn't uh, kill them. And if they were, you know, adapted to living in these sort of climates, then you know they could be killed in other parts of Asia, but they wouldn't be killed in the Himalayas. So they could have retreated to the Himalayas, and then obviously that explains why yes. we don't see them very much, because it's very, very rare that humans go up there. Absolutely. So I think there is, there, I think there is a bit to that. Um, it could be an early hominid, although, yeah, like uh, Brad's about to say, uh, we would expect a, a bit of concrete evidence, not just this. But you know, it's it's early days yet. You know, maybe one day search continues. Early days. Four billion years of Earth's history, or early days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't have four billion years of recorded history, Brad. No, no, I agree. We have, you know, a couple hundred years. Thousand years Sir now. Edmund Hillary, the first man to ever scale Mount Everest, believed in the Yeti. He doesn't anymore. He's uh, dead. But he did Wise at man. one stage. Why, why are you better than him, Brad? <laughs> For so many reasons. <laughs> I've never been duped into believing in a Yeti. You saw the footage. I, I have some he questions. Saw the footprints. It was based on his own his own uh, foot, foot, footprints. His uh, own sight. People usually wear larger footwear when they're on mountains. Just yeah, to but they don't their have feet. toes in them. Well, I'm I'm sorry that your your snowy uh, media that's preserving the footprint is perfect, like you know, like plaster or something. Yeah, doesn't doesn't deform in any way or anything. Like it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. All right. Um, Mountains, blizzards, known for their visibility, so fantastic on that. Um, I would like to know how many of these are reported on clear days, like crystal clear days, because I imagine it would be very little. What do you think the Yeti is? What do you think these people have seen? Snow madness. Hundred ten percent. I think it's likely some kind of bear. Low oxygen. Yeah, I was. I was going to say the Himalayan brown bear is usually think uh, thought to be the uh, culprit a lot of times because it's yeah. it's the himalayan brown bear but it's also known as the himalayan red bear because it has reddish brown hair and that's what the yeti apparently has and the dimensions match very close the brown bear does walk on its hind legs occasionally and um there's something about when uh something leaves footprints in the snow that uh the edges of the uh footprint get melted and it ends up appearing larger so i think the himalayan brown bear is probably the explanation for most Yeti sightings. Is 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 it just me, 
Or is it just a sheer happenstance coincidence that everywhere there's allegedly Yeti, Snow Big Man, Bigfoot, all that kind of stuff, there's bears present as well? Because it seems to me to be just an awful coincidence. Well, let me, let me, <laughs> let me, let me put let this to you. You're going you're gonna to break these down for me, just as Just as Bigfoot was uh, mentioned in stories by the Native Americans, the Himalayan people actually worship the Yeti. He is their god of the hunt. Well, they're going to so be disappointed that, when they find that out it's a bear. That just lends credibility to the story as well. They've they've got stories going back hundreds, if not thousands, of years about this creature. Yeah, and they also thought you could drill a hole in your head and release the demons. So, let's not give that too much credit. Okay, do you know that that's not true? One hundred ten percent, yes. Okay, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't realize you were a doctor. <laughs> Don't even try troll. Are you like the you surgeon that... that released the photo of uh, Nessie? Well, he didn't take it, so... Well, actually, this this brings me to um, something interesting about the Yeti, and this is probably most of the reason I wanted to talk about it, but um, an American, Tom Slick, he funded a few expeditions in the late 1950s to find the Yeti, and in 1959, Peter Byrne, one of the members of the expedition, uh, he stole a Yeti finger from a monastery in Nepal. So he was told that a monk had encountered a Yeti while praying in a cave, and then the monk went back a few years later, and all that remained of the Yeti was its skeleton. So naturally, this monk took the arm and scalp for good luck, and uh, Byrne asked to take one finger away for testing, but was denied, because obviously that would be... Understandably. Well, obviously that would be bad luck for the monastery. So Byrne did what he had to do. He came back with a human finger bone a bit later and asked to see the Yeti hand again and uh, surreptitiously Where swapped did he get it. A human finger bone from. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, this Tom Slick, he was pretty well connected, which you're about to uh, learn more about. But he, you know, he was in contact with universities who wanted to study this sort of thing. So they have, um, you know, what do they call it, cadavers and shit like that. So he grabbed a human finger, uh, <laughs> swapped it out. Um, while the monks were asleep, apparently. And then he had to get this Yeti finger all the way to England. So his mate Slick, uh, you know, the guy who funded it, he told Byrne to go to India and give it to his other mate, Jimmy fucking Stewart, because customs wouldn't bother a Hollywood celebrity. So the person responsible for getting the Yeti finger out of a monastery in Nepal, or from a monastery in Nepal, from India to England was Jimmy fucking Stewart, and he gave it to his <laughs> wife. She put it in her lingerie case, and they uh, <laughs> they flew across the ocean with it. And uh, yeah, well, it was the fifties. You couldn't inspect a woman's lingerie. Exactly. And imagine being the guy who ruffled through Jimmy Stewart's wife's lingerie. <laughs> like Hollywood celebrities had a lot of power back then. This guy was, uh, you know, in Vertigo. It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, he could have anybody killed, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear Jimmy Stewart ordering a hit. <laughs> it's him, see? Were any, were any studies done on this Yeti finger? Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, human finger. <laughs> that's that's a, So he basically swapped it out for just exactly... Yeah, well, finger. what was interesting is that at, at the time, at the time a uh, university... Uh, professor did a, did a uh, physical inspection of it and decided that it was near human and more likely from a Neanderthal. But then only a few years ago, a, um, a university did a DNA test on it and found out that it was 100% uh, homo sapiens. So that's pretty boring. 
So the monk murdered someone in a cave and then tried to cover it up. <laughs> Look at this Yeti arm I found, guys. By the way, Peter's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think that's about all for the uh, the Yeti. So that covers our uh, four big cryptids. So is there any other cryptids that you guys want to talk about briefly before we wrap up? All right, well, uh, I get a, I get a few. Uh, this one's uh, close to our heart, so it should be. Let's let's go with the Bunyip people, or the Yowie, or the Yowie. I think a couple of different. Uh, same thing. Same thing. Is it? Yeah. Is it like a synonym or whatever? It is interchangeable. So the Yowie is an Australian cryptid. Can you describe it for us, Bradley? Well, I mean, there's no. This is the thing. When I was looking at, there's no consistent sort of description on it because it's from Aboriginal folklore, if you will. Um, there doesn't seem to be a consensus. Some some descriptions have it with like an emu's head uh, and the body of a crocodile. Um, other ones have it looking more canine, which would probably make more sense. You know, there was a lot of this, you know, Tasmanian tigers were. Wait, around. is this just the like dingo version of a chupacabra? Yeah, it seems <laughs> to be uh, the Aboriginal version. No, the dingo version, because the chupacabras is uh, dogs, but we didn't have dogs in Australia. We've got dingoes. Well, we did have Tasmanian tigers, the old thylacine. Thylacine. Yeah. Itself a cryptid because it is extinct or thought to be extinct. Yeah. But did actually exist, though, unlike the yes. Bunyip. Um, well, According to you. <laughs> what about <laughs> the Macaulay Mbembe? Have you guys heard of this one? Yes. Now, uh, I know no. I know about Macaulay Mbembe. So this one's pretty boring because it's similar to the, the Loch Ness Monster, but it clearly has the coolest name of all cryptids. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically the Central African version of the Loch Ness yeah. Monster. It's, it's described as exactly the same. It just lives in the Congo River instead of Loch Ness. I heard it was described more like a um, sauropod with like uh, elephant sort of feet instead of flippers. Well... Similar, though. Basically. Very similar. It doesn't matter, because it's not real. Well, Brad, it's obviously related to the plesiosaur. And... Yeah. All right, mate. And it's kicking a bit in Africa. Yeah, Central Africa, in the Congo. Um, there's stories that a tribe managed to actually take one down with their spears. And um, they celebrated. They took it back to their village. They had a big feast. And everyone that ate it died mysteriously very shortly after. <laughs> that makes sense. All the witnesses were gone. Interesting. That's right. That's right. Because it was some sort of... Uh, it's it's often claimed to be uh, like a, a water spirit, not an actual physical oh, animal. Oh, interesting. Mbembe. Definitely the coolest name of all cryptids. Bradley, you have a... You disagree? Yeah, i got a contender for that. Uh, it is the Mongolian death worm. Mm. Yeah. This thing's fucking scary, man. Yeah, well, for the artist's depiction of, of, of the said death worm, it's supposed to be about um, one and a half, two metres long, uh, quite thick-bodied, and supposed to kick about in the Gobi Desert. Mm. Looks like a cow's intestine, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Look, like, which which may be an explanation for what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the chupacabras. Chup- right looks suspiciously like a mangy dog. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a cow's intestine. I've only seen it in the presence of dead cows, but... But yeah, no, from the artist's depiction, long red death worm with mincy claw mouth thing at the front. Yeah, it looks like it wouldn't be it a Sounds pretty thing. gross. What the Mongolian death worm does, it, it's in the Gobi Desert, right? And it just sort of, it lives under the sand. So it's completely undetectable. Mm. To like a grappling. <laughs> you're walking through the desert 
and then bam, pops up out of the sand, spits acid in your eyes, and then just fucking swallows your whole. <laughs> back into the sand again. Gone. Done. You tell me that's not terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. No way to prove it doesn't exist either. So I'm a, I, I think I'll cancel my trip to Mongolia. Um, <laughs> so, Bradley, I know there's another cryptid you might be interested in. It's uh, the name of your favorite uh, hockey team, the New Jersey Devils. Have you looked into that cryptid? Awful hockey team. Well, I mean, I, I given that I follow the hockey team, yeah, no, no, I, I've seen some stuff before. The pine, the pine barrens. It lives in you know in New Jersey. Apparently, it's got wings and. Goats. You probably want to. You probably want to say its actual name, the Jersey Devil. Isn't it called the New Jersey Devil? No, <laughs> no, it's just the Jersey Devil. Ah, oh, you guys are talking about the old one. All right, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. No, that Jersey Devil is unique in that it's, um, you know, explicitly religious. You know, it's a demon. It's about a supernatural religious sort of uh, figure, whereas the others are, you know, more grounded in things that are plausible uh, evolutionarily Science. speaking or scientifically speaking, whereas the Jersey Devil is uh, supernatural. So I think the people that believe in the Jersey Devil might be a, a different class of uh, cryptozoologists. I, I actually did a fair bit of research on the Jersey Devil, if, if you don't mind. Go uh, nuts. I'll take the, take the floor for a minute. Please do. So, it, it looks like uh, it, it's, it's just a mishmash of a whole bunch of different animals. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably best described as like a kangaroo. So, think of the shape of a kangaroo, but it's got the head of a goat, it's got bat wings... It's got horns on its head. It's got small little arms like a T-Rex, but with clawed hands. <laughs> it's got cloven hooves. And as, as you were saying, it's actually a devil. It's got a forked tail like the devil. Mm. Uh, and it, and it, it moves really quickly. It's fast. And it lets out this blood-curdling scream when it attacks. <laughs> wow. How, how many confirmed victims does it have? Well, you know. You Must be in the hundreds. Them. Or thousands. So, as 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 you say, uh, well, if it's as effective as the hockey team it's named after, probably like three or four victims. Oh. <laughs> and if so you, as, yeah. as, it's named after the hockey team, is it? As if you didn't. You're fucking idiot. As if you didn't need another reason to move out of New Jersey as well. I mean. <laughs> so it lives. It lives in the pine barrens of New Jersey, which is like hundreds of acres of just forest. Just sticks. Um, They're just long, tall sticks. It it it's sort of its its origins sound more like a, a monster story than any of the others we've discussed. Yeah. Um, so Mother Leeds, who has not been properly identified, she had twelve children and just she got pregnant again. And out of sheer frustration of having so many children, which is understandable, um, she she cursed. While she was pregnant, she cursed the 13th child. She said he'd be born a devil. Um, and then she gave birth to this kid who straight up, like, it was born as a normal kid. And then as it sort of came out of the womb, it transformed into what I've just described as the Jersey Devil. And it flew away, screaming into the night. So this was back in 1735, allegedly. Jeez. And back then it was called it was called the Leeds Devil, not the Jersey Devil, named after the family it came from. Wow. Do you think there's a? It's a, no coincidence that it was the thirteenth child. Thirteen being like an unlucky number. Well, 
it's an it's an unlucky number. That's right, and it, it's again very religious based um, story. It's she cursed it, and she said it would be a devil, and it was born a devil. Um, but that's just the story. It's a pretty cool story. It might even top uh, Saint Columba and his uh, his jerk move <laughs> of sending his bro into the uh, the lot. It's a very cool story. That's the thing. It is just a story, um, and there's a lot of evidence pointing towards it being just a story. Um, there was a gentleman by the name of Daniel Leeds who was actually a rival publisher to Benjamin Franklin back in the day. Um, so Benjamin Franklin, being the uh, spiteful man that he was, <laughs> spread a lot of stories about uh, Daniel Leeds. He called him the Jersey Devil because he was trying to basically... You know, just think discredit him. Mate, discredit him. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and he also pissed off the Quakers at the time <laughs> because he published a lot of um, he published a lot of pagan writings, which no other publisher would touch. Again, religiously motivated, so they they got behind it, calling him the Jersey Devil and that sort of thing. So, I think it's sort of a mishmash of monster stories and just slander from good old Benny Franklin. Top bloke. he was uh yeah he was one of the greatest men in history uh i don't know if you were trying to insult uh my friend benjamin franklin there lockman but uh yeah i'm not having it sorry (laughs) i would say benjamin franklin is a a cryptid uh possibly possibly existed just thought thought to be extinct freedom and democracy To the west. To this day. <laughs> right, so the last thing I want to cover very quickly is why do you guys think people get so obsessed over cryptids when, as we mentioned, there is no uh, conclusive evidence? I guess they wouldn't be cryptids anymore if there was conclusive evidence, but when there's no evidence, conclusive evidence that these animals exist, it's all anecdotal, it's all wacky stories, why do you think people get so obsessed over these creatures and spend their lives trying to find them? I think the people who are genuinely obsessed with these these cryptids are the ones who have seen something that they believe to be Bigfoot or Loch Ness or whatever it may be. They they genuinely believe in their heart of hearts that they've seen this and they tell people and no one believes them. They think they're fucking crazy. So they they become obsessed. They want to prove to the world that they're not crazy, that they saw what they saw. Brad? I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Um, I also think that some people sort of romanticize it. You know, it's like, oh, there could be this un- unknown species or something that I could discover. I could become famous for discovering or, you know. Well, there is absolutely unknown species out in the world. Yeah, but the, well, okay. So you find a, a different species of spider versus you find a, a another hominid that existed I think one is a slightly more important. Than yeah, that. yeah, they're always coming out with new species of shit, and it's like, oh, we found this new species of spider in Australia. You might think it looks like every other spider, and it does, but technically, it's different. <laughs> technically, yeah, it, we grew up in a slightly different region, and now it has fourteen spots instead. It's of technically 12. a subspecies. How exciting! Yeah. The thing you have to remember when talking about cryptids, I think, is that there's a lot of animals that are real and we fully acknowledge as real today that were once thought to be hoaxes or fakes. Yeah. Name two hundred. I mentioned the platypus before. People thought that was a duck's bill stitched to a beaver's face. <laughs> <laughs> well imagine Well that's basically what it is. Imagine if you were back in England and some dude was just like, Yeah, I found this creature in Australia, so it's uh <laughs> 
it uh, it looks like an otter basically, but it's got a beaver's tail, and then it has the like a, a bill like a duck, and uh, it's a mammal, but it lays eggs. Perfect. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe that, Brad. Okay. I never thought Australia wasn't a backwards country. Though. <laughs> that's one good example, though. That's that's something that you would say, oh, no way, that doesn't yeah. exist, and it's proven to exist. Yeah, but then they were able to repeatedly find it. Like that's the thing. Yeah, it's not like there's... a one-off. We just haven't found them yet, Brad. That's what I'm saying. There's, How there's, have we not found them yet? There is less plausible creatures that have been proven to be real than Bigfoot or Loch Ness. Your only example is the platypus. Okay. How about this? The giant squid. People thought it was a kraken. We found the giant squid. Well, actually, I was, I was going to bring up the kraken. Yeah. Well, um, it's the, the kraken. The okapi. The okapi. People thought it was a mix between a zebra and a giraffe. That's real. What's the this? Komodo- the Okapi. I've never even heard of it. O-K-A-P-I. We'll put a photo on the blog. People right. thought it was a mix between a giraffe and a zebra, and people said that, and they're like, ah, oh, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but that's real. It lives in Africa. Guess who's laughing now? Ah. <laughs> that's right. The Komodo dragon, people didn't believe in that. That's real. What about the kangaroo? The first sightings of the kangaroo, people were reporting this hopping creature with two heads. It turns out one was the kangaroo and one was the joey in the pouch, but still. That's, okay. that's real, 100%. I get, I get and that, what you're that saying. sounds way less plausible than the Yeti. Look, I get what you're saying. I don't think you do. No, you're I, upsetting I, me, Brad. <laughs> this is my life's work. Listen, Doctor, I get what you're saying, but <laughs> the difference between those and a Bigfoot is that this it's, this isn't the first sighting of a kangaroo. It's it's like the 10 billionth made-up bullshit sighting with no clear evidence. Yeah, Brad, if the, if the kangaroos lived high up in the mountains where it was very hard to get there... Then you mean we like might, a rock wallaby? We might not have photos of it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of photos of them. How many thousands of years do you think sailors reported seeing the kraken before we found a giant squid? I don't fucking know, man. Because that's what I'm the, saying. It's the, the same depth thing. of the ocean, and I doubt that a kraken or a giant squid. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll back Brad up. It's on just a made up. It's a made up story. I'll back Brad up on this one a little bit. So I think there's a lot of shit in the ocean that we're yet to discover, especially deep in the. Uh, What's that? What's that trench called? The Mariana Trench or whatever? Mariana's Trench. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of creepy shit down there. And I mean, it wasn't long ago that they figured out all the um, animals that lived, you know, all the creepy fish that do their own lighting and stuff like that that live like down the there. Angle of fish yeah, they say it's terrifying. They look disgusting and people thought, no, they can't exist because there's no light. There's basically no light down there. There's nothing alive down there. But then they're all, there's like this whole ecosystem of weird, fucked up looking fish down there. So. Um, the, the ocean is a little bit of a different game. Like you can explore the forest, but you can't explore, as of yet, anyway. The the yeah, deep deep Brad's, oceans. Brad's using the time scale of these things yes. as an argument, and I don't think that's valid. I can't think you say, "Oh, we haven't got evidence of Bigfoot today, so it's not real." In a hundred years, we might capture a live Bigfoot. No, I'm using the time scale because. So many people have presented so much evidence for so long saying, oh, here it is, but it's not evidence. It's not real. It's not. It's bullshit. They probably, people would have presented evidence for fucking mermaids for hundreds of years before we figured it out that there was actually a fucking porpoise or a, you know, sea cow or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I get that. But you're you're saying in the 1700s, we're in the, the 21st century here, mate. You can't put sending blurry photos and saying this is Bigfoot. Yes, yes, you can. Brad, you, no, you can't. Brad, it's but not true. This, is a different, it's just this is a different thing, Brad. You could say that, yes, every single uh, you know image of Bigfoot is a fake image, 
but that Bigfoot does exist as well. They're not mutually exclusive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like every picture we have of Bigfoot could be a fake picture or it could be a misidentified as a bear. They're all fake pictures. It leads itself to there's no Bigfoot. leads itself to the fact that there's no Bigfoot. Yeah, I think this is another reason people get really obsessed with it as well, and you guys will probably agree with me here, that it's it's very, um, you know, you can prove something exists, but it's very, very difficult to prove something doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So yes. if, if the Bigfoot does not exist, um, it's going to be very difficult to prove that it doesn't exist. Maybe even impossible. So, um, yeah, you would, I don't know, maybe Brad will get so enraged by this, it'll go and start massive forest forest fires in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I, I am looking to burn down that forest and prove it once and for all. Look for uh, Bigfoot among the uh, wreckage he's created. But, um, yeah, it's very, it's, pr- it's pretty much impossible to prove that something doesn't exist or didn't exist in the past. So I think that's why, you know, people can get obsessed. I mean, they can go on a camping trip for 10 days trying to find Bigfoot, not find anything, and then it's, they don't come out saying, oh, well, I didn't see Bigfoot, so obviously he doesn't exist. They say, I didn't see Bigfoot. So we didn't find Yeah, Bigfoot. obviously he eluded me once again. That's right. I just, no, I'm not putting it in <laughs> I'm sorry. You can try and reason it out all you fucking want, but the the simple fact of the matter is that there's dedicated people looking to try and find this, all right? And they they've talked themselves up about being experts on the on the on on the big feet, all right? On the on the skunk ape, and they return time and time again with no evidence. Okay, it simply I may be, doesn't exist. I may be encroaching a little bit on a future topic, but do you believe in aliens, Brad? Do I believe in a life form outside? Do you, outside, do you believe that aliens exist? Yes. Oh, well, you'd have okay. To. Okay. So, why are the blurry photos of that and oh, no do, solid do evidence? Come why to is work? that? Why no, is no, there no, no. any more? All right, guys. We're to getting that? we're getting off topic, and I think we will cover. You no, first. Brad has to know that he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Brad. I'm right. <laughs> you bring me a photo of Bigfoot, and I'll say sorry publicly. <laughs> We all that. know that Brad yeah. is a bad person and he would never, ever admit he was wrong, even if he knew he was right. I'm not saying you're <laughs> wrong in this case, Brad, but Lachlan, you're barking up the wrong tree here, mate. You are never, ever going to get an admission that Brad was wrong about anything. <laughs> the bad person. Yeah, fuck you, I'm right. He does not concede. So quickly, let's let's no, try to make this relevant to the, uh, <laughs> you know, the season theme of conspiracy theories. I guess the conspiracy here uh, pretty clearly could be that uh, towns are trying to drum up tourism. So, yo, there was a sighting of I the Loch Ness. Stop saying 110%. You're enraging me so much. Um, that was uh, the deliberate plan. <laughs> I'm supposed to annoy you. <laughs> I'm going to give 110% to the rest of this episode. I think and... I think you're probably right about that, Morgs. I think, obviously, the Jersey Devil story gets brought up to bring people to New Jersey. Why people would go there even, so I don't know. <laughs> Um, but like the the Mothman is is used as a tourist attraction in the Marylands in America. Marylands, like the Loch <laughs> Marylands. I said Marylands. So, um, well, the the Chupacabras, the, the goat sucker, not the dick sucker, the goat sucker, the Chupacabras is often linked to conspiracy theories. So, even though it's obviously clearly a fucking mangy dog, and we've covered that, uh, even though. Uh, it is often linked to conspiracy theories, and people think that the government is covering it up. So they either think that the Chupacabras is supernatural, it's an alien, and NASA is trying to you know, control it before someone gets their hands on it, 
and other people think that Chupacabras is actually the source of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been deliberately mispronouncing Chupacabra this entire episode? You've been unintentionally mispronouncing it because the singular is Chupacabras, but uh, when it made its way to the English-speaking word, us gringos uh, thought it was was a plural of Chupacabra, but it's actually El Chupacabras is the uh, singular. Learn your Spanish, Bradley. I'm not going to bother. Um... You sound like a what are you going to do when you go to Puerto Rico, Brad? Come on. I mean, you're probably going to get killed by a mangy pack of dogs. <laughs> right. So the other conspiracy, <laughs> the other conspiracy angle is the uh, Dyatlov Pass incident, which I didn't want to bring up because I think that could be an entire episode, which, by the way, I would be definitely up for. Um, the Dyatlov Pass incident was basically where nine skiers in Russia were killed mysteriously. And a lot of people think that uh, the Yeti did it and the government is covering it up because the government said that they were killed by an unknown compelling force. That is a quote, unknown compelling force. (laughs) Okay. Do they they happen to be journalists? No, no, no. This is in... No, no, this is in the 50s or something like that. I, I, I've got notes on it, but I decided... Yeah, 1959, in the Ural Mountains in Russia, nine skiers died, six from hypothermia, three from physical trauma, and one of the one of the ladies had her tongue and eyes missing when she was found. So, oh, Jesus. Oh, the others ate her tongue and well, eyes. Well, so sick. a lot of people think it was an avalanche, but, you know, where your tongue and eyes at, man, you know? So... <laughs> I think the most, well, you know, we can get into this another time, but I think the most likely explanation was a uh, Russian military exercise. and uh, It was 100% the Russian Yeah, government. and they, they covered it up. Because none of the explanations, there are a bunch of explanations, but none of them make sense, none of them add up. The Yeti explanation obviously doesn't make, add up and make sense either, but when you put that against the avalanche thing and the military thing and, the, you know, killed by natives like a uh, story none none of them seem more believable than the other so i understand that people believe that yeti did it there because it's not uh overly ridiculous but like i said that's that's a deep deep rabbit hole and i got sucked into it and i enjoyed it a lot but it's definitely <laughs> too too dense for this episode so uh yeah we can talk about it off air or we can talk about it in another episode but uh, just for final thoughts, quickly, I'm going to get a percentage chance that they exist. Loch Ness Monster, percentage chance, 0% to 100%. Brad? I'll give it a 1%. Lachlan? Uh, 75%. 0% for me. Bigfoot, Brad? I'll give that a slightly higher 2%. Lachlan? 95%. I'll give it a 6% chance. El Chupacabras, <laughs> Brad? They exist as mangy dogs, 100%. <laughs> Ditto. That's clever. I'm going to go with that, actually. Ditto. So three votes for that. And the Yeti, Brad. I'm going to give that a, a respectable half a percent. <laughs> <laughs> Same as the Bigfoot, 95%. I'll go the Yeti, uh, 97%. What? I'm not convinced on Bigfoot. I'm giving him 6%, but the Yeti... Yeah, I'm pretty pretty convinced that. So, Brad, you, you did not go zero percent for any of them except obviously the Chupacabras, which is clearly a fucking mangy dog. His bets. He's hedging his bets. So, uh, yeah, absolutely hedging my bets. 
So either you don't understand how probability works or you have changed your tune <laughs> in the last <laughs> minute or whatever. So anyway, final thoughts. Bradley, you're up. All right, my final thoughts. All right, I in my final thoughts, I'm doing a speed run of a couple of other ones we didn't miss. <laughs> yeah, go Japa, ahead. Japanese folklore. That's a turtle. Kraken, squid. <laughs> we did mention that. Manatee of Alina is a seal, all right? Anytime someone says a manatee goes on land, it's a seal, you fucking idiot. All right? Megalodon, big shark. All right, done. Phantom kangaroo, actually, sorry. This is another one, phantom kangaroo. That's just a kangaroo that got out of someone's house, like a private collection or something. It's not some ghost kangaroo. It's a fucking kangaroo that got out of a private owner's house. Done. Speed. They're all ridiculous. All right. It's hard proof. You know what? I, I'm being a bit, bit rash, but, you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't quite keep up with that. Did you just say manatees aren't real? No, no, no. Manatee of Helena. Okay, so it's a manatee that was was able to go on the land. Ah, okay. Yeah, right. that's why I, I did I right. did clarify Carry that. Carry on. So it's a fucking seal. Um, yeah, phantom kangaroo. All that jazz. Uh, they're not real. Look, if they were, if they were real, there'd, there'd be Harvard evidence. Um, well, okay. I'm not going to say all of them aren't real because some of them just don't have a lot of people looking for it. Bigfoot, not real. Yeti, not real. Lock Brad, do you understand real. how percentages work? You just gave them a possible, <laughs> you know, existence. You said, what, 2% and half a percent? They're I'm bigger sorry, numbers. Mr. Bigger numbers that I don't understand. Well, much. obviously you don't. You've been saying 110% all episode. You obviously <laughs> don't understand how percentages work. Wait, I'm... Hey, hey, just because I give more. Because right? I go above oh, Shut up. <laughs> Are you giving the Bigfoot 0%? Are you retroactively changing to 0% for Bigfoot? No, I'm hedging my bets by giving you a 1% chance. <laughs> There's nothing at stake. Say what you think. All right. One percent. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Um, they're just not real. Cause <laughs> That's a zero percent then. Really. Until we have a camera on every inch of the Earth's surface. Um, Which is probably not far off. <laughs> yeah, look. And then, I'll, and then I'll be able to change it to zero percent. But look, I could... What about the, the underground people? Ah, yeah, the skunk ape. Uh, <laughs> nah, uh, Brad, your final thoughts are annoying me. Lachlan, what are your final thoughts for tonight? I would like to believe that the Loch Ness Monster is real. I'm not 100% convinced, but I like the idea of Loch Ness Monster. I think there's some good evidence out there, but nothing conclusive. Uh, Bigfoot and Yeti, I think 100% are real. Um I think Bigfoot... Welcome. do you not understand how percentages of... work? We just went through this. <laughs> you okay. didn't give Bigfoot uh, 100%. You gave 85? I used, I, used, I, used 100%, I used 100% as a figure of speech just then. Why didn't you just say yes or no then? Why are you using percentages if you're going to be an asshole? <laughs> because <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was in the company of people who understood how numbers work and how probability work. Oh, Obviously, we didn't go to school okay. for maths, all right? <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I think Bigfoot is probably... I think it's likely that Bigfoot is some kind of missing link ancestor to humans type creature. Can we do like a one to five? Agree, disagree, strongly disagree. <laughs> Shut up, Brad. You had your final thoughts and you screwed them up. Let Lachlan go. I, hey, you I, can't I think it's fairly anymore. plausible that there is there is something out there that we haven't discovered yet. Um, the Yeti, I think it's probably a bear, um, either a Himalayan brown bear or an Asiatic black bear. Um uh chupacabra definitely not real that's fucking stupid uh jersey devil not real mongolian deathworm not real uh macaulay mabembe it's just a copy of the Loch Ness monster come on guys get creative <laughs> uh, get wrecked <laughs> uh 
the platypus is real. The giant squid is real. The Komodo dragon is real. <laughs> yes, we're aware of this. Uh, well, they were cryptids. We they were considered cryptids once upon a time, Bradley. Until we, someone brought a camera to one and took a picture. And that is my contention, that most cryptids are just monster stories, but there are some that I believe are plausible at worst. Excellent. So my final thoughts for this episode is that uh, I really enjoyed doing all this uh, research, and I can definitely understand why people get obsessed with this uh, these cryptids and start going down the rabbit hole. I mean, I, I was listening to, I downloaded a couple of, I subscribed to a couple of podcasts, Think you, I listened to an episode each, um, and uh, one of them is about a guy who interviews people who've had first-hand encounters with Bigfoot. I'd recommend that for Brad, um, but for for me, I didn't really like it. So I'm not going to tell you the name of that podcast because it was uh, a lot of shit. <laughs> this guy is just talking to people like they're not deluded. And um, <laughs> the other one, which I would recommend, is called the Hidden Creatures Podcast, and that that was how I did a, a lot of my research. That one is really interesting so i listened to a lot of episodes about that and i will continue even though i won't be researching for this uh episode anymore because i do really enjoy it i think the yeti is uh almost certainly exists i know how probability works and i know how to state things with correct probabilities <laughs> so the yeti is about a 97 percent chance of existing which means i'm almost certain it exists i'm not certain or 100 percent it exists i'm almost certain it exists um and uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun to do. I've really enjoyed this. Hosting is a lot of effort, so I'll probably throw the reins back to uh, our good friend, uh, Dr. Lachlan over there, who is also a Scottish lord. Do you prefer lord or doctor in casual parlance? Look, doctor, lord, reverend, whatever. It's all, you know, it's all good. Thanks, Doc. Obviously, Lachlan is a uh, doctor of cryptozoology. I may not have mentioned that already, but uh, he is the resident expert on all things uh, cryptid. So it's been a pleasure having an expert on the show with us tonight. Yes. I obtained my degree from uh, Thunderwood College. I uh, strongly suggest everyone jump on thunderwoodcollege.com and get yourself... uh, certified in your chosen profession is a reputable school did you major in any cryptid luckily uh no general cryptozoology did you <laughs> monsters you <laughs> <laughs> right well it's been an honor having uh, such an esteemed uh, guest and an expert in this topic brad you're not a doctor of anything obviously and doctor of being awesome <laughs> um no you got a lot of work to go on that so thanks everybody for tuning in this has been a lot of fun if you've enjoyed it remember to like us on facebook uh follow us on soundcloud subscribe on itunes look us up on twitter where brad's a bad person on twitter not brad is a bad person because god damn you twitter make your twitter handles one character longer yeah they're making they're making uh you know the twitter the tweets <laughs> longer that they won't make the Twitter handles longer. So that's Brad's a bad person on Twitter. And yeah, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Hang on, uh, just quickly. Can I change my percentage to 2%? <laughs>